with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. It is a Tuesday morning. It is 9 o'clock. That means I must be Alan Wishart with After 9. Steve on the board, as usual. And I'm going to say one thing I know for sure right off the bat. This is the last After 9 show of February. Oh, that's a given. Yes. And, uh, hey, I thought it was a fairly good deduction to make. And in studio with me is um, Tim Yule from the group The Kickers. Yeah. And we are supposed to have another member of the group showing up. Yeah, yeah. But for now, who is in the band? Uh, the guy is coming, our lead singer, Sean Bach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Dennis Smith on the bass, and I always say big old Mo Johnson on the drums. Okay. Yeah, so we've all been to other bands. So we've been yeah, other bands. Oh, gee, this is so Prince George. Yeah, everybody's yeah. in other bands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's let's figure it out, Tim. Sure. But um, so, how did you guys get together? Um, again, we've uh, we were in other bands. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, as you know, I play the kickers, uh, rockabilly. Yeah. But, uh, our, uh, drummer is a shift worker, so half the time we have to say no to people. So I thought it might be interesting to have a band to do the other half. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, our bass player came over from the kickers, Dennis. Yeah. And I'd all seen Sean, well, uh, I, I had seen okay. Sean. Okay, oh. just because there's some confusion here. Yeah. You keep talking about he came over from the kickers. You guys Sorry. are kickers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> came over from the Chevys. Okay. Uh, and anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, he came over from the Chevys and, and is still, so he, he's playing in both bands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I, 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 I had seen Sean singing in a couple of other bands where he liked what he did mm-hmm. and, uh, offered him an opportunity to play in a modern country classic rock band. He wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mo, uh, I had played in a band previously and he had sort of gotten out of it. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, like to have him come back in. He thought, yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds great. So there you go. So now, your first rehearsal, mm-hmm. first time you guys got together, mm-hmm. did, could you tell right away that, yeah, we fit together? I, I think it was always, it was really good right off the start, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were always uh, excited to, to play, excited to uh, practice the songs and come ready to go, mm-hmm. which is a big thing yes. in our group. <laughs> don't uh, don't waste your time. And I think our, our our song choices are pretty easy to come by, too, for the most part. So that's always yeah. a good sign. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that because you're basically a new band, when you started, you were doing covers. Yeah, and actually, no. we still do a lot of covers. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've been together for a while, a couple of years now. Okay, wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're this is sort of a, a new venture. We've only mm-hmm. been doing this, like, what is it, a couple of months, I guess, six months? Okay. Yeah, maybe I think so. Months, yeah, yeah, something like that, that. yeah. So, yeah, it's so kind of where I, I want to go, the band kind of wants to go. But, mm-hmm. no, no, we we have no problem with covers, absolutely. No. <laughs> so now, who are some of the bands that you cover? Like, you were talking about, what were you saying, country and classic rock. Absolutely. So. Uh, well, you know, I think classic rock, I always say everything from Buddy Holly to Led Zeppelin. And for for country, well, you know, it depends who's hot and what's happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we we try to do a lot of the 80s, 90s rock, like uh, Brooks and Dunn kind of stuff okay. or Alabama, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So now when you guys, how do you guys pick your cover tunes? Like, is it sort of... Uh Somebody makes a suggestion as to, hey, this sound, I think we would do a good job on this song and everybody else has to sort of agree or 
How does that happen? Yeah, that's that's pretty close to what happens. You want to have a song that people want you to play, and you want to have a song that uh, people want you to play, but you sound good doing. Yeah, that, that's kind yes. of the formula. It always helps if you sound good yeah. doing the song. Yeah. Yes. Just because you can do a song doesn't mean you should be doing no. the song. <laughs> what, how many? How often does it happen where you guys are looking at a new song and you rehearse it, and all of a sudden you're going, "No, this this isn't really that good." Well, uh, I, it doesn't happen too often, but no. uh, yeah, we've we've tried a few songs, or even sometimes we'll learn them all. This is kind of annoying. Sometimes you learn them all, you get them going, and then you they fall flat when you play them. So <laughs> people go, "What are you playing out there?" So that's happened a few times, but yeah, and we have now been joined by another member of the Kickers. Yeah, Sean is here. Hi, hello, Sean. He's our singer. You're the one you're going to hear on the. You're the, the singer. Vocals. Yeah, I, uh, that's what they call me. Okay. <laughs> so I guess song choice, Sean comes down a little bit to you as well because it doesn't matter how good the song sounds if you can't sing it yeah well yeah <laughs> well, yeah absolutely uh, yeah. uh try to put my stamp on it as mm-hmm. it were uh, i definitely have a unique uh singing style i, I seen a show last night where they were saying that uh, oh we're seeing all the chris stapleton disciples coming out and mm-hmm. i guess i'm a of, of that generation because absolutely. he's definitely one of my idols and a big influence on me among many, but yeah. So now, when you guys do covers, um, because I'm thinking like on songs like The Voice and people and things like that. Of course, they do a lot of covers, but what the judges are looking for is okay. I don't want you to sound exactly like so and so, the person no. who made the hit. You got to put your own spin on it. Do you guys try to do that as well, or do you basically say no? People are expecting us to sound like that guy. Well, I think that uh, if you're a cover band, uh, people expect to a certain degree that you're going to sound like the song. Yeah. Uh, whether that's capturing the hook or the emotion mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. But at the same time, if if people want to hear the recording, then get a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that's, that's just how it is. And I, I definitely try to make them my own while still paying homage to the original. Yeah. And... Tim, what about with you guys in the band? Do you sort of do the same thing? Try to stick to the original, but if you feel the tempo's a little bit too slow, do you sometimes speed things up? Well, I, I think the best way to look at it, I, I have a, a theory, it's called the 80-20 theory, mm-hmm. and I think there's things in a song, let's say 80% of the time for most songs, it, it varies a little bit from song to song, but you know... so. 80 to 80% of the stuff, there's certain things you just absolutely have to do. Yes. Okay, there's a certain lead, there's a certain kind of vocal, there's a, mm-hmm. there's something in there, there's a drum fill. But there's 20% I think you need to bring to, yeah. to it. And, you know, that, again, that varies with song to song, but, uh, so, yeah, 80% of what we do, or the way I look at it is it's gonna be very close to what it, or mm-hmm. as close as we can get, and 20% is gonna be what we bring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Sean, how often do you change lyrics on a song? <laughs> Uh, not a ton, unless I mean, I, I should say deliberately. <laughs> uh, oh, occasionally for most, mostly for comedic purposes, depending yeah. on the on the venue we're playing mm-hmm. at. If if there's maybe a reference to a location in a song, uh, uh, if we're playing in. Smithers, yeah. and then, you know, instead of New Orleans, it's uh, Hey Smithers, you know, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Outside of that, no, not not too much. You know, there's a bathroom on the right. You know that song? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you're covering tunes, do you look? Does it matter to you whether the original song was by a man or a woman? Like, if it's a woman, obviously you would have to possibly make some other minor lyrical change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if 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 it's uh, I, I try and not to be 
sexist or misogynistic. No. I try to stick to male vocals mm-hmm. just because most of the time it's going to fit my range better without yeah. a ton of mm-hmm. messing around where you've got to change the key or uh, or the words. Um, but I'm not opposed to singing uh, a female lead mm-hmm. as long as it's something that we can make work and, and do justice to at the yeah. same time. Yeah, like having, say, a Pat Benatar song where she's reaching into that upper range of hers. You're kind yeah. of going, no, we're not going to no, cover I, that I one. I can't get the dog whistle territory. No. <laughs> but a song like Keeping With Your Best Shot. Yeah. Just needs a few minor changes to it. Absolutely, it yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's definitely doable. Yeah. Now, you guys are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys are writing your own stuff now as well. Yes. We've been playing for a while now, A Road Too Long. Yeah. And apparently, I'm hearing rumors that there is a new song out. <laughs> there, There is a new song out, yeah. It's just, uh, just getting it out there now, yeah. Yeah, and we're actually going to listen to it in a few minutes. Oh, awesome. Now, it's called I Play Rock and Roll. That... I guess that sort of sums it up. <laughs> it really does. It does, yes. Yeah, so how did that how did that one come about? Tim, I think you were saying you basically did a lot of it and then Sean added. Yeah, yeah. Um, the idea of the song was uh, kind of, I always like to say, kind of a bit of an homage to uh, one of my more favorite songs, which is uh, Mama Let Him Play. Oh, okay. uh, and if you, you think said, of uh, yeah. Mama Let Him Play being a, being a, a young guy coming up, uh, sort of getting into the business and being excited and everything else, if you took that character and you put him at our age group, or my mm-hmm. age group, I won't talk to Sean, but <laughs> no. my age group, so what would, what would that song sound like now? Mm-hmm. And that's what this song is really okay. about. So it's, uh, it, it incorporates uh, the idea, of, of course, to, to be true to who we are. So it's a sort of a, a country, classic rock, mm-hmm. cross kind of thing. But it, um, yeah, the idea was to sort of say, you know, how would that have progressed? How would that character would have progressed? And what would that sound like mm-hmm. if that was happening, if that person was writing yeah. or playing today? <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, now that you guys are writing your own stuff, I guess this is the sort of thing that happens. Is Tim comes to you with this song, and you're saying, I like that, but this lyric just maybe needs a little bit of work. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Tim definitely made the meat of the mm-hmm. song. Uh, there's, there's 80-20. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, when he originally came with me for the original lyrics, uh, you know, it was just a, what do you think? Uh, you know, yeah. this is what I'm kind of thinking. And and I just went through and uh, kind of tweaked things a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe make things flow a little bit, a little bit better. But uh, I, I can't really take too much of the credit. That was no. definitely the meat was made by Tim. And, yeah. and I just... Uh, all I did was help knock away a couple of the rough edges, and mm-hmm. we had a had a song that we we're pretty proud yeah. of. So, and does it make it a little bit tougher on the guys in the band, Tim, where you don't have any reference for how to play the song? You know, this is something that that uh, I, I gone through a couple times, and and with different musicians. When you're a cover band and you're switching mm-hmm. over, there is a, a real mindset that starts to happen, and you really have to think about because I always say recording and, and live performances and those kinds of things are almost unrelated. Yeah, they're they're really a different mindset, a different process, and uh, it's really easy to get caught in one or the other uh, and not. So yeah, you're, you're make a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think the other thing was that I. Going to going to recording is uh, well. We, we got a lot of. You want to make sure that there's people giving their stamp, right? Yeah. So it, it's got to reflect. And getting back to that idea, it's got to reflect who the band is. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other thing I like to point out about this song is it's completely Prince George. Absolutely. Everybody that played or was behind uh-huh. the scenes yeah. was all Prince George people. Perfect. So uh, it's a Prince George product. Wow. 
whether we like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought back, uh, back a friend of mine who's a really good guitar player, uh, lived in Prince George for many, many years, uh, been a sort of my best friend forever. Um, I brought him back to play some of the guitar. You're going to hear that. Mm-hmm. He can play a lot faster than I can. You're going to, you're going to hear the fun, the fast parts him. So don't, okay. don't confuse the two. Uh, well, the other thing I wanted to point out too was that, um, when we released it, uh, Sort of, of quietly in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still got uh, over. It's, it's now over a thousand views on wow. uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I particularly like that's that's wonderful. But uh, we've had over a hundred or one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty positive comments, not just likes, but positive comments wow. uh, from Facebook and everything else. Are most so. of them saying we really like that guy who plays the guitar so fast? <laughs> <laughs> they do say that, but you know, people have said some really great things about it too. And I and I, I, I agree with Sean. I, I really believe in this song. I think it has what I call mm-hmm. legs, and I think people are going to like it. And it's easy to like. Well, it gets in your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, it really gets yeah. in your brain. Well, yeah. let's give people a chance to hear it. This is I play rock and roll from the Kickers.
I play rock and roll, the latest from the Kickers. And now, Tim, you were mentioning this song is Prince George all the way. Where was it recorded? It was recorded just right below where we are right now. Okay. It used to be called The Vault. Yeah. With uh, Doug Deneluck was our yeah. Uh, engineer. And uh, yeah, did a great job on it. Did a mastering too. Mm-hmm. So it's all Prince George, 100%. Wow. Okay. And Sean, where have you guys got set up for shows in the near future? Uh, the, new, the closest one we have is March 3rd, this Friday, oh. at, at Nelly's Pub. Okay. Yeah. So people can come out. They'll be able to hear I Play Rock and Roll and a lot of the other We're stuff. We're actually, well, I'm ready to go. Are you guys ready to go? <laughs> point me in the direction of the microphone, sir. Yep. Tim Ewell, Sean Bach from The Kickers, thank you very much for coming in and giving yeah. us a chance to Check listen to the Check us out on Facebook song. and yeah. uh, YouTube, Spotify and uh, YouTube. All, all YouTube and yeah, all, all everywhere everywhere yep. you want to look. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more After Nine. Do you like a good bluegrass song? Enjoying hearing music from the likes of Bill Monroe, Rhonda Vincent, and the Lakeside Ramblers? Then tune in to Back Porch Pickens Sunday evenings at 5 on 93.1 CFIS-FM for an hour of great bluegrass old and new. I'm Corey Walker, and I'm thrilled to take you on a musical journey each week as we explore the world of North American bluegrass. Catch Back Porch Pickens Sunday nights at 5 only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Copar Administration is celebrating 25 years of providing quality employment services to communities in B.C. and Alberta. Whether you are looking for a job or looking to hire, the key is finding the right fit. The friendly team at Copar can help with hiring events, resume, cover letter and interview assistance, wage subsidies, training, new hire supports and more. The best part is all of Copar's employment services are free. Find the right fit today. Contact Copar Administration at coparadmin.ca. People for jobs, jobs for people. The Teen Art Showcase is on display and runs until March 31st at your Prince George Public Library. Stop by the library to check out the latest submissions from budding local creative talents. The showcase will conclude with an awards reception at the library on Saturday, April 1st from 1 to 2. For more information, email lredpath at studio2880.com. That's Teen Art Showcase 2023, on display until March 31st at your Prince George Public Library. Forecast from Environment Canada, cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries this morning, clearing this afternoon, a high of minus 6. Tonight, a few clouds, a winter to 15K, a low of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 20. For Wednesday, increasing cloudiness with periods of snow and wind from the south at 20 beginning near noon, a high of minus 4 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 10. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we are back and joined now by, she's here about once a month, Jen Rubido from the Prince George Public Library. Did you walk in today? I did walk. Yes. yes. And it was a beautiful, beautiful sunny it morning. It is out there, isn't it's, it? Uh, and now you know how long it takes. Yes, which I actually, I left in very good time, so I got to good. sit on your couch for a bit, which was yeah, lovely. Because I seem to recall the first time you did it, you said... I thought it would take about five minutes, yeah. and it took a little bit longer yeah. than that. Or and I you think came... I thought it was going to be three, and it was yeah. more like five to seven. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway. But now you're better. Now I'm better. <laughs> and it's the last day of February, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and everybody laughed at me when I mentioned it was the last after nine for Tuesday, for February, and everybody kind of laughed at me, but I thought that's pretty obvious, but still. <laughs> so, by golly, that means... You've got some new programming. We do. And the little folders are out? Yeah, so we've got our brand new um, spring brochures. So yes. the March-April uh, brochures are out, um, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathleen did a beautiful job, so yes. they are, uh, as 
Paul, the library director, said, I think they're a bit optimistic. You know, they've got pretty little birds and yes. funnies and flowers. Yeah, they're very easy to spot. If you picked up the old ones, the new ones are quite different. They are. We went from like the snowscape um, motif in, yes. uh, you know, the January, February. And yes. now we are like, well, you know, and that's true, though. By the end of April, we very well may start to see the little crocuses oh, and the I'm birds hoping, will be returning. And, I'm hoping for well before that. Right. And so I'm, I'm an optimist. So, so am I. So yes. I was like, it's OK, Paul. It's not that early no. to think about now, spring. Got to ask you a quick question before we get into things. What has people's reaction been to the new look with the folders, one for children, one for teens, and one for adults? Are people liking it? They're apparently loving it. They're flying off the shelf. Wow. Um, so we've gone through a lot, and our attendance at the programs has been really, really wonderful. Okay. Um, so could be a combination that people are just really excited to get out and do mm-hmm. some different free things. Um or it could be the beautiful new marketing and the way it's laid out. Uh, but regardless, we're super happy to see so much of our community coming through our doors. Yeah. And now one of the things that's coming up in March, I have to imagine, is spring break. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you've got, what, 462 programs for kids during spring that's break? That's about right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so we're going to do a bit of a combo. Um, we're going to do a bit of that like first floor takeover um, a bit oh, during spring yeah. break where, you know, we'll put out lots of um, kind of passive things. Mm-hmm. So that there's always lots going on regardless of the time of day and yeah. what day you come in. But then we also have what we call active programs. Yes. So um, we have quite a bit happening, including at both branches. So we're not leaving oh, the Nachaco no, branch okay. out of the party. That's good. That's um, good. So we've got family trivia challenges. Huh? We have... Um, family movie matinees we have family game afternoons um, and then we have two special kind of larger um, parties mm-hmm. that one is the Pokemon party um, that's on Thursday March 16th in right. the afternoon um, and as you can imagine it's everything Pokemon mm-hmm. and you're going to run around the library and there's going to be scavenger hunts and crafts and games yeah. and um, it's, it's going to be great and then on the Friday the 17th, we're doing something a little bit special, which I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. about. Um, because not not everyone's able to go away for spring break, right? No. And um, so for those of us who don't have an opportunity to get our toes in the sand <laughs> and, you know, do the limbo, uh, we're going to have a beach boogie. Okay. At the library. Yes. So, Are you bringing in sand? No, oh, okay. only because our facilities manager may hate us forever <laughs> okay. if we did that. Okay. So it's everything but the sand, okay. um, if you will. So there's going to be an opportunity to be dancing, and we're encouraging people to wear their favorite summer mm-hmm. outfits, um, maybe potentially under their snowsuits to get in the door, yes. but that's okay. Once you're in, we can pretend it's we're, we're yes. on some um, tropical, tropical beach, beach yes. destination, and so there's going to be games, there's going to be music, and it's just going to be a ton of beach fun. I'm just glancing at the booklet, I guess I'll call it, mm-hmm. for uh, the kids, because that's where it is, Limbo. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Right? Yes. Everything is better when you limbo. Uh, well, it depends Especially on what... when you're kids. It, I was going to say, it depends <laughs> on what age you are. If I tried the limbo, they better have a medic standing by. Because <laughs> I would not be getting back up again. 
Um, the other thing that's really cool that we're doing um, in the second week of mm. spring break is um, three mornings, so Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're having author talks. So a oh, different author is coming right. in. They're going to bring their book. Um, they're going to talk about their book, potentially do a reading from yeah. their book. Um, depending on the length of their book, they'll read the whole thing or a portion mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also going to be a bit of a craft and activity that coincides with the concept of what their book oh, is about. Okay. So that's really exciting so that's that's going to be a ton of fun um as well as like that second week of spring break some of the regular programmings like story time and things like Mm -hmm. that are are back up and running as well um so yeah it's 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 going to be bonkers it's going to be great we're gonna we're gonna love our lives now one thing i want to mention because this is something people can look at while they're at the library for these spring break specials if you will is the teen art showcase yes Yes. (gasps) my favorite Mm -hmm. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, which probably most of you haven't, because no. it only just got unveiled um, at the Gene Clark Awards on Sunday afternoon. Oof. But um, now I may I've only seen two years worth. Yes. Um, but the caliber of the art this year is incredible. <laughs> like <laughs> I am not I am not like exaggerating no. like. Wow. Mm. And um, so there may be fewer submissions this year, not not by a lot, but there's no. fewer than last year. But and there's such an array. There's everything, every type of visual art medium. Plus there's textile, there's beadwork, there's pottery, there's um, someone who has created like 3D models. Like it is... <laughs> Incredible. I highly recommend you come and check it out. Um, also, um, today, the, the, so there's three different, no, sorry, five different categories that you mm-hmm. can win, um, an award for. Um, and so. And one of them is the one that people get to vote on when they come yes, in. Yes. Yeah. The People's Choice Award. Yes. So there's going to be a box with some ballots mm-hmm. and then you're going to say, I'm just going to put my name on there. You're, I love Jen's piece. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll add the name of my piece, and then you'll put that in the ballot box. And so, obviously, my name, I'm not actually on there. So, no, but um, I'd like no. to think I'm still a teenager, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so you'll you'll look at your favorite one, and then, so each one of those five awards, they get $200 cash. Wow. So, like, it's a pretty yes. big deal. And uh, so we definitely encourage people to come down, vote for their favorite. Um, plus, it's so nice. I know last year, and I'm pretty sure it'll happen again, there there wasn't one piece that didn't get a vote as oh, well. Good. Because it's, um, art is so subjective. Yes. And everyone connected with a different piece, um, which I think is so beautiful. Mm. Now, a little bit earlier... You mentioned the Gene Clark History Awards. I did. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's talk about that for a bit. I look forward After to it. After nine. The UNBC Northern Feminist Institute of Research and Evaluation is presenting an annual symposium Thursday and Friday at the House of Ancestors. Thursday will be a welcome and networking event from 5 to 7.30 with keynote speaker Alex Nelson from the National Right to Housing Network. Friday will be the symposium sessions running from 9 to 5. The keynote speaker will be Rebecca Schiff from UNBC. For more information to register, search for Northern Fire Symposium at eventbrite.ca. That's the Northern Fire Symposium, Thursday and Friday at the House of Ancestors. Prince George City Council is using the alternative approval process to ask electors if they are opposed to the adoption of an equipment financing bylaw for the annual replacement and addition of vehicles and capital equipment at the regular council meeting scheduled for Wednesday, April 12th. The total to be financed through the Municipal Finance Authority is $2.711 million. 
Opposition to the motion must be submitted using an elector response form available at City Hall and at PrinceGeorge.ca. Submission deadline is 5 p.m. March 30th. Does Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery offer baking for diabetics? Yes. Cheesecake, carrot cake, blueberry pie, brownies, and more. The cheesecake and carrot cake each have four net carbs per slice. Blueberry pie has five and the brownie has just three net carbs. Do these specialty baked goods taste good? People love them. What else would you like to say to our diabetic listeners? Come to Deb's Cafe and Specialty Bakery next to Pharmasave on 7th at Quebec. The next Climate Science Informal Seminar is noon Thursday at UNBC. Amanda Miller of Palouse Rangeland Consulting from Lumbee will present a session on targeted grazing to reduce wildfire risk. Amanda will be presenting remotely on the results of a pilot project on targeted grazing in the Okanagan and Ouskutnis. Targeted grazing to reduce wildfire risk with Amanda Miller, noon Thursday in room 10-1504 at UNBC. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now, Jane, you were mentioning the Teen Art Showcase was unveiled at the Gene Clark History Awards at the Prince George Public Library. Yeah. When was that and what happened? Who won? Who won? Who won? Oh, drum roll. Um, so super exciting on Sunday, we had our Jean Clark local history awards. Um, we, it's the first one we've been able to do back in person. Um, and we got incredible turnout, just, just shy of a hundred people, um, which is really great. Um, cause the library was closed. So it's all people that were specifically there to celebrate local history. Mm -hmm. Um, there were two categories. So I'll chat about the service award first. So the service award is given to an individual or group, um, who really demonstrate um, incredible dedication and perseverance with the promotion and preservation of local or regional history. Um, This year, it was really cool. Um, So Kim Gucci won last year, and she was able to actually announce the winners of this year's, um, which was really wonderful because she didn't get to have or be part of an in-person one last year. Um, So that was kind of a bit of a beautiful tie-in, and the crowd was able to kind of applaud her for her winning Mm -hmm. last year. And then she was able to call up two Clayley members um, who won this year, and that was a big deal. Um, so um, Elder Edie Frederick yes. and Jennifer Piggin both wow. won as individuals mm-hmm. um, for what they each do for the re- the preservation of especially the Takao language, mm-hmm. but also the Clayley culture. So both of them are what I would call a cultural champion. Mm-hmm. Um, they often work together though as well well. um and actually one of the projects that they worked on collaboratively was a finalist for the publication award so it didn't win um but it was a finalist but it really shows like so through that book that they were a finalist for for the publication so there were seven books that made Mm -hmm. it to the finalists um theirs was sepia in the fish tank Mm. fish camp fish camp fish tank yeah i was obviously looking at the fish tank at the library earlier and the fish camp um and it's a beautiful story mm-hmm. um and through through the narrative which the name cp is actually elder edie's grandmother oh okay um and so that was her name and it was um really or was it her great it might be have been her great grandmother i apologize but, yeah an ancestor uh, yes 
Yes. And um, so it leads leads you through the story and really the way that fish camps worked mm-hmm. and the whole process and the way in which um, that salmon run and the whole process is a community endeavor. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's incredibly illustrated. Um, so it was a combination of uh, work through Hubble Homestead Edie Frederick, Jen Piggin did the um, First Nations designs, and right. Cliff Mann did the watercolors. Oh, okay. So it is a piece of art, but it's also a really cool way to learn more about our local history. And then Edie worked to tie in the language components. Okay. So there's like a dictionary at the back, and they've actually even now just released a few weeks ago an, audi- an audio book version of it so that you can learn how to pronounce all the yeah. words. So um, that kind of explains, in a nutshell to me, it was a bit of a way to kind of demonstrate those two individuals mm-hmm. and their commitment and um, perseverance to really promoting local history. Now, you said that book was a finalist but didn't win yeah who did win the publication there was an incredible list of books as i mentioned there were seven Mm -hmm. and um all of them were could have won they were incredible and it was quite a debate apparently at the uh, table but the winner of it was liz bryan Mm -hmm. and uh, so she was honored with the 2023 publication award for her book adventure roads of bc's northwest heartland So she is, uh, I believe when I was talking with her, this is either her fifth or her sixth book that she has written. Um, and it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it takes you down these um, different routes mm-hmm. through predominantly, not just Northern BC, but, but quite a bit of it's through Northern BC. And there's photographs and history mm. and it's everything like I, I'll read you what she wrote because I just feel like this just yeah. sums it up so <clears throat> she she said um, I have been exploring BC for many years mostly along the back roads and finding not only delight in the amazing scenery but also a way back into time the history of BC unfolds along every First Nation trail and in their villages then there are fur trading posts Gold Rush Roads and Camps, Old Churches, Pioneer Ranches and Settlements, Mines and Railways and Forgotten Graveyards. There is history and wonder everywhere. I hope that my book and photographs encourage people stuck in the big cities wired into the technology of our times to seek adventures for themselves, to put their footprints where others have long trod. And the other thing was I'm just looking at the title and I'm saying there's a perfect example as well. It's called the Gene Clark Local History Award, but local doesn't just mean you have to be writing about Prince George. You can be writing about anything. Yeah, so it's regional. So we really decided um, for uh, for a few reasons that the regional history is so important. Mm -hmm. And so... um, that that border there there's a I, I could not talk to the map because no. I am not on the committee um, <laughs> but I know there is a map that kind of shows the geographic area of which where they try to keep regional. things in yeah mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful and so like the photographs that are in here are incredible um, and it's really quite inspiring mm-hmm. um, the other fellow I don't know how much how much time do we have very quick okay there's another fellow um, Clarence Boudreau him and his wife both mm. wrote memoirs and both of them 
were finalists. Olga has since passed. He just celebrated his 92nd birthday. He is an absolute firecracker. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely adore him. And his book, um, so hers is called Castles to Cabins. Um, and his is, um, the, I hear the mountains calling. And, Anyway, it's full of adventure, tons of fun. So anyway, I really recommend everyone take a look at it's on our website, the mm-hmm. list of the winners and read them. They're yes. incredible works. Okay. So Jen, people can come in and pick up the new pamphlets. Yes. For March and April pretty quick down at the public library. Yes. And we will probably talk with you again, I'd say end of March, beginning of April, because just glancing through it, there's a bunch of stuff in April that we didn't even get to. I know. Okay. Jen Boudreaux from the Jen Rubidoux from the Prince George Public Library. I'll be a Library. Boudreaux with Clarence. We're, li- yeah. we're related now. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for Take having me. Take another quick break and be back with more after nine. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is accepting applications for the winter edition of its Equipment Grant Program. Grants for $500 to $3,000 are available. Equipment must be used to promote healthy, active lifestyles for Indigenous communities, reducing barriers and increasing access to sport, recreation and physical activity programs. Applications and full details are available through iSpark.ca. The application deadline for the iSpark Winter Equipment Grant Program is Wednesday. Two Rivers Gallery is inviting artists from across BC to submit pieces for a new ex- exhibition called Non-Returnable. Work should explore our relationship with plastic, sharing your perspective through visual art in any medium. Work might consider critiques, solutions, or other themes that speak to plastic and its impact individually, socially, and environmentally. Successful submissions for non-returnable will be on display from July 23rd to October 8th. Submission deadline for non-returnable is 4 p.m. Monday, March 6th. Theatre Northwest's current presentation is The Shoplifters by Morris Panitch. The play is a comedy about a career shoplifter who prefers the five-finger discount over any senior citizen's deal. The Shoplifters is meant to be a commentary on capitalism and greed, but does have a content warning for mature themes, strong language, and violence. Tickets are available through theaternorthwest.com. The Shoplifters by Morris Panitch is on through March 8th at Theatre Northwest in the Park Hill Centre. Forecast from Environment Canada. Cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries this morning. Clearing this afternoon, a high of minus 6. Tonight, a few clouds. A winter to 15K. A low of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 20. For Wednesday, increasing cloudiness with periods of snow and wind from the south at 20 beginning near noon. A high of minus 4 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 10. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm joined now by Kaylee Vandermeer from Books and Company. Good morning, Kaylee. Good morning, Alan. How you doing? Not too bad. And yourself? I'm doing all right, thanks. It's a beautiful day out there. Gorgeous. Yes, and you're stuck inside, and so am I right now. I know. Oh, well. These things happen. Um, what is... We've got spring break coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. And a, a lot of people these days... like. With COVID last year even, a lot of people probably didn't want to make a lot of big plans for this year even, mm-hmm. not knowing for sure what was going to happen. So a lot of people might be staying at home and reading. Mm-hmm. So what are some good books that people can read for uh, spring break? We've got a decent amount. I don't know if you've come in lately, Alan, but we just unpacked another two skids of bargain over the last oh. two weeks. 
Like, like who cares no. about bargain books anymore? There's no sale. Oh, I'm so sorry. You yeah, sound so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> and petty. Um, petty. Let's not forget petty. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've got uh, a lot of children's books, especially like activity books and stuff, huh? on our bargain tables right now. Really? And I usually, I have a lot of fun flipping through them sometimes because mm-hmm. there's the ones that are for like, you know, just the wee little ones for, right. you know, how, how to handwrite and that kind of stuff. But there are some really other interesting ones in there uh, for like grade school levels, learning to tell time, uh, lots of math stuff. Um, and then you can get into some of the, the more fun ones that mm-hmm. are still a little bit education focused, but are like the Star Wars kids activity books are, oh. are so much fun. Yes. Um and uh, and there was I think there was like a we unpacked a bunch of games yesterday and there's a family scavenger hunt Uh-oh. card deck that looked like it would be a blast and I was thinking about our interview and I was like I think this would be a really fun thing for families to do oh. over uh, spring break is a family scavenger hunt so parents and kids are, anticip- are participating and there's indoor and outdoor options and I can just picture a family my I picture my my family of six oh. practically running around the house in the yard trying to gather everything up before everybody else yes It'll be a blast. Now, one other thing I want to mention, because uh, let's just say the weather the past couple of weeks has been off and on. Dubious. The weather is dubious, yes. Yes, and so you may be kind of stuck indoors during Mm -hmm. spring break. Mm -hmm. And one thing you guys have there that's great for a family as well, 50 million jigsaw puzzles. This is true. We added another another couple million to that (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Um, yeah, we got a bunch of Cobble Hill in yesterday. We've got a, a bunch of uh, children's ones. We've got some adult ones. I've been trying mm-hmm. to order in some more of the retro designs. So I've got some old, um, like, Via Rail posters oh, um, yeah. that, yeah, they're gorgeous. I was so excited to see those. Uh, and then we also have, I've been trying to order a little bit more of the, the larger puzzles, so those thousand-piece puzzles, Ooh. but in, like, cartoony design, so it's a little bit easier to piece them together, because yeah. my skill level is not at the 1,000-piece <laughs> puzzle level yet. No. So I want simple colors to be able to group, like, all the pink pieces go here, all the red pieces go here, and make my life a little bit easier if I attempt to do a 1,000-piece puzzle and humble myself. So uh, I've been trying to order a little bit of that, which makes it a lot more fun because then kids can also help out yes. with the puzzle building because kids can piece those pieces together and it's not quite as difficult as a winter scene where you've got two white. million white pieces. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing my family has found when we're doing um, jigsaw puzzles mm-hmm. is one thing we have started to find we like is there's a lot of them out now that have almost like little boxes inside the puzzle. Each of them is a separate scene. Yes, I love yes. me too. They're so nice. <laughs> I know because again you can do the same thing. You yep. can say I'm going to work on this particular piece of the puzzle. Yep. Yeah, the blue box is mine and everybody throws you the blue po- pieces yep. and yep. Yeah. Yes. Of course the puzzle makers don't make it all that easy though, do they? They make like a, a blue a blue square and then a slightly lighter blue square yes. and then you're just bitter. Yep. Yeah, because you're not sure okay, today, does this go with me or does this go with her? Yeah, 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 exactly. There is a puzzle. I, I've, I've told so many people about it when they come in and they're buying puzzles. So I aim for like the 500-piece yes. kind of range. That's my jam. And uh, we have one puzzle in the store that is my favorite puzzle of all time. 
uh, and it's called Kitchen Essentials, which really doesn't sound that exciting. No. But it's a couple shelves of ingredients, but there are shaped pieces in it. Oh. So there's like, you know, the jar of pickles is shaped like a jar of pickles, and <laughs> the little like pepper shaker is shaped like a pepper shaker. So you can build the puzzle around those when where they're supposed to go, and it's all simple colors mm-hmm. so that I can kind of piece together where things go. Um, or what I've been doing lately, because I've done this puzzle a few times now and I'm trying to challenge myself, is I'll build the puzzle without those shaped pieces oh. and put them in last. Mm-hmm. And making a puzzle with deliberate holes in it is very difficult and painful yeah. sometimes. Because if part of it is you've got to remember that you're leaving a hole. Exactly. So, and it, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that one is my favorite one in the store and just me doing it I can get it done in a few hours so Mm -hmm. if I have an evening where I kind of just want to settle in and put on some silly TV or some music and and do a puzzle it's a really nice evening so good yeah now another type of puzzle I've seen I don't know if you've got any there are ones that have got different sizes of pieces for a family basically like it starts on the one side with big pieces then there's medium sized pieces in the middle and smaller pieces on the other end yeah, they're wonderful. Yes. We have a whole shelf of those family-sized pieces. Okay, perfect. Um, and you can see the actual size of each of the, the three sizes mm-hmm. of the pieces on the back. Uh, and, yeah, they're great. We should probably talk about the family ones for spring break. So yeah. good thing you brought those up. They're wonderful. And we do have um, – there's also some uh, easy handling piece uh, puzzles mm. that uh, are only 275 pieces. Mm-hmm. So those are great for families, but they're also wonderful to do uh, if you're like if you're going to do them with your grandma and maybe their eyesight's are getting a little yeah. poor or something like that. These puzzles are perfect for that. So um, there's a good range. Okay, okay, Kaylee, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about something I already talked about with Jen from the library: the books that were in the Gene Clark History Awards. Mm-hmm. We'll do that after nine. Creative Space Sunday is continuing at Two Rivers Gallery. Sundays from 1 to 4, drop in for an artful afternoon and let your creativity soar. Be on hand from 1 to 4 for the next Creative Space Sunday, where you'll use a small magazine image to create a big, colorful abstract with oil pastels, a perfect activity for the whole family. Free for gallery members, there's no registration required for this drop-in event. Creative Space Sunday, join in the fun at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. The dementia experience involves change, loss, and uncertainty. Join the Alzheimer's Society of BC to explore strategies to help you and those around you cope in the face of these changes, Tuesday, March 7th, online. To register or for more information, call the First Link Dementia Helpline at 1-800-936-6033. Coping with Change, Grief, and Loss, a free online session from the Alzheimer's Society of BC, Tuesday, March 7th from 2 to 3.30 through ALZBC. The BC Indigenous Provincial Archery Athlete Development Camp is taking registrations. Open to all male and female Indigenous youth born from 2004 through to 2010, the camp is set for April 1st and 2nd in Langley. All Indigenous youth athletes interested in learning more about the sport of archery are invited to attend. Registration and full details are available through ispark.ca. The BC Indigenous Provincial Archery Athlete Development Camp, April 1st and 2nd in Langley. Registration deadline 
is March 24th. The Prince George Potter's Guild is taking registration for upcoming classes. Beginner Hand Building Level 2 will take place Tuesdays from April 20th to May 25th with six evenings of instruction followed by one month of studio time. Clay and use of tools as well as glazing and firing during classes is also included. Instructed by Natalie Brackus, registration and full details on this course are available through the Potter's Guild link under programs at studio2880.com. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Kaylee, you are the manager of a bookstore. Indeed. Yes. The Prince George Public Library on the weekend did the Gene Clark Local History Awards, and one of them was for publication. Now, I'm guessing you guys probably have most, if not all, of the books that were on the shortlist. We do, yeah. Jen and Kathleen were wonderful and invited us out, so we got ah. to go and uh, and sit at a table and chat with folks and listen to the awards. It was wonderful. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing then, chat with folks. Were you? So you were probably chatting with some of the authors. A few. I um, I think I got to chat with maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was also keeping up with a lot of sales afterwards. Ah, yes. It got a little busy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess. Did a fair number of people want Adventure Roads of BC's Northwest Heartland? Because that was the one that won? Indeed. It yes. sold out almost immediately. Oh. We should have more here by the end of the week. Good. But, uh, but yeah, that one was a little... A little crazy. And if anyone's listening who is there, please call us to, uh, to let us know that you're still interested. Yes, put your name on the wait list. Mm-hmm. And now you guys, I, I know some of these books I have seen there or I've heard you, we've talked about before, like I hear The Mountain Calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clarence's book. Yeah, it was definitely one that we've talked about before. Yeah. And CP and the Fish Camp. Yeah, by Hubble. Yes. And that's, that's part of a series, isn't it? It is, yeah. We've got, I think there's three other mm-hmm. books in the series. I know we have at least two of them. Right. And there's, there's one, but yeah, there's Mr. Hubble Builds a House, Mrs. Hubble uh, Builds a Garden, CP uh, and the Fish Camp, and then I believe there's one for the general store. Okay. <laughs> and now, if people come into Books and Company, mm-hmm. and they're looking for these books, which sections do they look in, assuming you haven't changed everything around again? Oh, but we like to change everything around and keep people on their toes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a list going at the the front, and we are figuring out where best to put a little display shelf for the uh, all the nominees this oh, year. Okay. So we'll either have them up at the front uh, or near the till, most likely. But we haven't found that shelf yet. No. Figured out. Not, as big as the store is, you'd think there'd be more room. Except you guys keep coming up with uh, more things to fill it with. We do, that's the problem. Yeah, like that's bargain books. And yeah. five million jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm guessing the CP, CP and the Fish Camp may be then on that table with the other um, shortlisted books, but I'm guessing the other CP books will probably be, are they in the children's section? They sure are, yeah. They're okay. all in our children's paper section. They're all grouped together, so they're, they're easy to find, and you'll find them all uh, once you find one. Good. Yep. You should be able to find them all. And then where, where if you don't, if people don't get in right away mm-hmm. for the display, where are most of the other books in? Like, I know you've got a local history section. Is that where they are? That is where the majority of these guys okay. are. Yeah. And yeah. Now, just so people know, how are the books organized if they are in the local history section? All by author. However, 
the local history section uh, has a lot of books that are written by, like, the Vailmont Historical Society mm. or, you know, like, the, the Prince George Historical Society and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're not finding what you're looking for, please come and ask us at the till because there's a good chance that uh, there's something funky going on with just how the book is classified. Now, I mean, any book is a good read on spring break. I'm guessing some of these would be great books. They are going to be, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really interested in reading um, Carol Simpson's book, um, Alone in the Great Unknown. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, her, her little video that she sent in as she came here and did a, a signing and was lovely. And, um, and it just sounds like a really interesting story. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to pick up. I'm going to look into the Adventure Roads in the BC's Northwest Heartland when it arrives again, mm-hmm. because it sounds like it's good road trip fodder for the summer. Yes. And so. I just want to quickly mention, I had not really noticed this before, but Carol Simpson actually had two books on the short list. She had Alone in the Great Unknown, the one that you were mentioning, and Crossing the Divide is also listed as being by Carol Simpson. Oh, that shouldn't, that's, I oh. think that's incorrect. Wayne Sawchuk is the author okay. of the Divide. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of strange that, A, somebody would publish two books within <laughs> a year. Really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yes. It was a great year. Okay. Yeah. No, Wayne Sawchuk. And Crossing the Divide also looks incredible. That mm. one had a, a really big um, surge of popularity, uh, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And we were selling out fast, like we couldn't get them in fast enough. Uh, so I'm really glad that Wayne's getting some recognition. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you had some artist signings in the past. Have you got any more coming up in the near future? We do. Uh, I have a uh, Birgit Algeyer, or Birgit Zorzi, mm-hmm. uh, has booked two signings for me in March for... Uh, she's put out a 2023 garden planner oh, okay. and a 2023 foragers planner uh, for the summer for folks, you know, setting up their gardens or who are out foraging, which I'm seeing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited uh, for her and to have her events here. They're happening one week after the other. So if you miss one, you can catch her <laughs> the second one. Um, so we're going to be doing that. And then our good friend Aaron Bowman, uh, who used to live in PG here, the panoptical poet, mm-hmm. uh, she's coming back in town in late March as well, and we'll be doing a meet and greet in the store as well as a uh, workshop upstairs. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are keeping busy over there. We are, and we just booked uh, Del Barber, mm. uh, which I'm very excited about in April. Yes. And uh, we're putting together the things for uh, Hoxley Workman coming in uh, in early April, I believe, as well. Wow. Yeah. So art space is really starting to get back into it's it then, starting isn't to it? get busy. I'm yes. excited. Now, it's still fairly limited for seating that up there, isn't it? Yeah. Our, I mean, our the capacity hasn't changed. No. So it's still 149, but with with everything, we usually recommend maybe like 100 max yeah. up there. So, uh, so for folks that are interested in Del Barber... Uh, and Hoxley Workman tickets are going to be available. Tickets are available for Del Barber. Mm-hmm. Tickets will be available shortly for Hoxley Workman today or tomorrow. Come in and grab yours ahead of time because uh, oh, they're going to they're going to be gone. Yep. So, uh, are there any more 
local books that you know of that might be coming out in the near future that might be going in for the 2024 Gene Clark Local History Awards? <laughs> I'm not going to speak to that. I do not have the authority on which okay. to speak with that. But I very much look, I was so, so excited to be able to go out and attend an event again. It feels like it's been, it has been years, yeah. but it's felt like it's been decades. It's been, it was so, so nice. Yeah, because Jen was mentioning how nice it was because Kim Gucci won the partic- won the um, the service award last year, but there was no ceremony. But yeah. she was able to come on Sunday and make the presentation to Edie Frederick and Jennifer Piggin. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. It was a really nice afternoon. I can imagine it would be. And I mean... Now, Sunday afternoon, I'm trying to remember, was that when there was 14 feet of snow still falling, or was that after the snowfall? It was after the snowfall. I did shovel for about an hour and a half (laughs) beforehand, and getting into the library parking lot, there were some dicey moments, Mm -hmm. but... uh, but it wasn't that bad. No. That bad. And there was a good showing, too. There was a lot of folks out. Yeah. She yeah. was saying just under 100, which was quite something. But, again, are you noticing that as well with stuff even like your um, your author talks? Is people are just so happy to be able to go back out to things that you're getting I, larger groups? I think so. I think, I think we're seeing... More and more of that. And there's also, you know, rebuilding the awareness that things are happening again, right? So as people are cluing in, like, oh, my goodness, things are going out, and I can go to them, and it's okay. It's not on Zoom. Even myself, I get excited about those things because it's been, it feels like it's it's just been so long. Yeah. So Kaylee Vandermeer from Books and Company, if people want to find out more about what you guys have got there, how do they do it? You can come visit us in the store on 3rd Avenue. You mm-hmm. can give us a ring at 250-563-6637, or you can go to our website, uh, www.booksandcompany.ca. And I, I know I always ask this question. It's and spelled out, right? And spelled out, and don't forget the .ca. Yes. Okay. Kaylee Vandermeer, Books and Company. Probably talk to you in about another month. Sounds good. Thanks, Alan. Okay. That'll do it for today's show. Uh, Kylie Lewis-Holt in tomorrow, After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Copar Administration.